Today is the first rendering of each of three episodes. Episode A, A Year with the Church Fathers. The reading is entitled, Nature Shows Us the Resurrection, St. Clement, 1 Corinthians 24. Episode B, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. The reading is entitled, A Serious Birthday from Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander. And lastly, Episode C, from the Fathers of the Churches. It's a reading from Sermon 160, the Sermons of St. Peter Chrysologus, Episode A, Nature Shows Us the Resurrection. St. Clements of Rome tells us that belief in the resurrection should come naturally. God has given us signs everywhere in the day and night, in the way seeds disappear and grow into fruitful plants, we should contemplate the constant resurrection of the natural world and learn from its example. Think, dear friends, how the Lord continually proves to us that there will be a resurrection to come of which he made the Lord Jesus Christ the first fruits by raising him from the dead. Contemplate the resurrection that is always going on. Day and night declare the resurrection to us. The night sinks to sleep, and the day rises. The day departs, and the night comes on. Look at the crops, how the grain is sown. The sower goes out and throws it on the ground, and the scattered seed, dry and bare when it fell on the ground, is gradually dissolved. Then, out of its disintegration, the mighty power of the Lord's providence raises it up again, and from one seed come many bearing fruit. Episode B A Serious Birthday On my 46th birthday, they put an ape into space. They shot him farther than they intended. Let's be quite serious. Civilization has denied to grace my 46th birthday with this marvelous feat, and I should get revolved about it. Let me learn from this contented ape. He did not complain of space. He did not complain of time. He did not complain either of earth or heaven. Episode C. Sermon 160, a reading from the Sermon of St. Peter Chrysologus. He who willed to be born for us was unwilling that we should be ignorant of him. The distinguishing marks of the Godhead were always clearly present in the very mystery of the Lord's incarnation. But today's feast especially shows and reveals that God came into a human body so that mortal man, who is continually in confusion and darkness, should not lose, through ignorance, what he merited to have and possess through grace alone. He who willed to be born for us was unwilling that we should be ignorant of him. Hence he chose this way of revelation, so that the great mystery of love would not become the occasion of a great mistake. Today the Magus... The wise man finds weeping in a crib him who he, bought, he sought for shining in the stars. 
Today the wise man reveres clearly revealed in swaddling clothes him who he had long patiently awaited unseen in the heavens. Today the wise man ponders in profound amazement over what he sees there, heaven and earth, earth and heaven, man and God, God and man, in him whom the world in the whole universe cannot contain, confined in a tiny body. And immediately on seeing, he professes with mystical gifts that he believes and does not argue. He acknowledges God with frankincense, the king with gold, with myrrh, the mortal one destined to die. So it is that the Gentile who was last has become first, for then the belief of the nations began from the faith of the Magi. Today Christ entered the riverbed of the Jordan to wash away the world's sin. John told himself that he bears witness that he came from this. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who taketh away the sins of the world. Today the servant holds the Lord. Man holds God. John holds Christ. Holds him as above to receive, not to grant forgiveness. Today, as the prophet says, the Lord's voice is on the waters. What voice? This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Today, the Holy Spirit floats over the waters in the form of a dove, so that by this sign it might be known that the world's universal shipwreck has ceased, as the dove had announced to Noah that the world's flood had subsided. Nor does this dove carry a branch of the old olive, but it pours the whole riches of the olive on the head of the author of the new anointing in order to fulfill what the prophet foretold. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Today Christ gives the beginnings of the signs from heaven when he charges and changes water into wine. But water was to be changed into the mystery of the blood, so that Christ, from the goblet of his body, might give pure drafts to those who drink, to fulfill that saying of the prophet, My chalice, which inebriates me, how good it is.